You are listening to the weekly podcast of The Sanctuary in Huntsville, Alabama. We pray you enjoy today's message. We're going to go to Mark chapter number five today. Amen. Mark chapter number five. And uh, I want to look at verse number 22. And then we're going to skip down to verse number 35. Thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 22. And I'm not going to read as much as I read last week. Amen. Uh, Then we'll skip down to verse number 35. God is good. And the word of the Lord says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet i'll read verse 23 and besought him greatly and saying my little daughter lieth at the point of death i pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and live let's skip down to verse number 35 while he yet spake there came one of the rulers of the synagogues of the house certain of the rulers of the synagogues house certain which said Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, (laughs) the brother of James. And he cometh into the house of this ruler of synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. When he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, she sleeps, but sleepeth. They laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and, and walked, and she was of, uh, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with this, with a great astonishment, charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Yes, Lord, and we give you glory today and honor. Save today. Deliver and set free. We give your name praise for there's no one like you in all the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us clarity. God, open up our mind, open up our heart. For God is in you we live, move and have our being. Speak to us. Save somebody today. God, let your word fall on good ground. Save somebody and set free. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. I want to talk from a thought. Christ is coming for you. <clears throat> he's coming for you. Last week, last week we said he's looking for you. This week I want to talk about he's coming for you. Um, this is a, I, I love his word because the Lord does uh, things intentionally. And uh, we're in, this passage is, is couched in the middle of a lot of miracles. In chapter number four, we get the parable of the sower 
And at the end of chapter number four, Jesus is sleeping in the ship. And uh, he, at the end of chapter number four is the great miracle uh, where he steps out on the sea and calms the storm. And uh, the water is beating into the ship and everybody's panicking. And uh, I want you to understand something. The Lord specializes in things that seem absolutely impossible. He shows up at the times when we feel like it's all over. He ends up showing up at the worst times that we feel in our lives. But the truth is, it was designed that way. He, uh, <clears throat> miracles are designed to turn something worse or something bad into something good. Uh, uh, Lord, whenever you, talk, whenever you say um, uh, there's a miracle, then, uh, then there's something bad has to happen in order for it to be turned around. It, it's a time of faith. It's a time that God increases our faith. It's a time where the Lord uh, uses particular situations. So at the end of chapter number four, we get this great storm. And the storm is throwing the ship around and water is sinking the ship. And they wake up Jesus and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? We know the story. And Jesus uh, steps out on the ship and say, Oh, ye of little faith. He, he speaks to the wind and says, Peace be still. Now, understand something. If you have experienced God perform a miracle in your life he has an expectation that if you've seen me work before you ought to expect me to work again I'm, I'm going to say that God has an expectation that if he allows you to hang with him and if you've seen him work in your past then you ought to expect him to work in your future because God, he functions on a level. And, and you ought to understand the level that God functions on. If you've seen him work and perform miracles in your past, why are you concerned and worried about what's going to happen with where? If he's still with you, then he's still the same miracle working God. If you are with him, then the same power that has worked before can work today. If it doesn't matter the circumstances, what matters is what's in him. Do you have the faith in him? It's not the circumstance, it's the God that we... I told you I wanted, I, I've been wanting to preach this thing. God, this thing been marinating in me all week long. And the problem is not that Jesus, what Jesus can do, the problem is that do we believe that he's able? And so he does it. He works in, the, in our lives because and, and he works in our lives because he wants us to increase our faith. If we could continue to hang with him, then there ought to be an expectation that everything is going to be all right as long as God is in the midst of this. 
And so, so what happens, we're sitting in the middle of miracles. We're sitting in the, Lord have mercy. We're sitting in the middle. And what he does, he leaves from performing a miracle and goes into the, uh, a place. And he transfers and goes into the place of the Sea of Gadarenes. Now, he performs one miracle and he moves to go perform another. And this one, this time, is another miracle. He leaves from calming the sea, from speaking to the wind, uh, from, from silencing the wind, from telling the waves to sit down. Now what he does, Lord have mercy, and, and he, 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 he intentionally sets up another miracle. He is a crazy man. We would call him a lunatic. We would call him a man a schizophrenic. Uh, he, anytime you live in the cemetery, something wrong with you. Oh, anytime, Lord, and the Bible calls it an unclean spirit. Can I say something, y'all? We label stuff and we medicate spirits when the truth is we ought to be casting out something. Uh, you, you sometimes we're labeling and putting somebody in a, a label when what they have is an unclean spirit. They dealing with some demons. They they wrestling with some stuff. And Jesus cast out what we are currently medicating. And and I'm gonna be honest. If they're not ready for deliverance, they need to be medicated. If they're not ready. Lord, I'm going to say that again. If they're not ready to be set free, then, then give them something that's going to keep that spirit under control. So we're sitting in the middle of miracles. We're sitting in the middle. And, and understand, every day we ought to have an expectation that God is going to do something. Don't hang around Jesus unless you're expecting him to do something. He is a, it, miracles are his norm. It's his norm, Lord. Uh, it's funny when you learn to function at some place and people that are hanging around you think you're the weird one. But no, this is just where I function. This is just where. And I'm not coming down just to have you as a friend. The truth is you need to come up where I am and understand that I'm functioning in a certain place. I'm, I'm not coming down because you don't want to come up here. I'm not coming down off just because you want me to be your friend. I'll just get some new friends on my new level. And so Jesus, you know what happens? Jesus does something. Jesus, he heals this man. The man comes to Jesus and, and notice, Lord, notice what the man does. He, again, Jesus just performs miracles. And Peter, the same ones that were with him on the ship end up with him in the desert. End up with him in the tombs. And Jesus shows up and the man runs to Jesus and said, I know who you are. This is powerful because the man is crazy, but he recognizes Jesus. Mm. Lord have mercy. Can I tell you, everybody that is crazy does not want to be. Everybody that is dealing with issues doesn't want to be there. Every drug addict doesn't want to be on drugs. Every prostitute doesn't want to be uh, selling her body. Everybody that's out here doing whatever they're doing is not out here because they want to be. This man is living in the tombs. This man is having all kinds of issues. But as soon as he recognizes Jesus, watch this. 
the Bible says he runs to Jesus. I want you to understand something. Don't let nothing hinder you from getting to Jesus. Don't let nothing stop you. He brings his craziness to Jesus. Can I tell you? Can I tell y'all the truth? The doctor can't fix your craziness. The, the, can I? The, can I go a little bit for they can't fix the, the psychiatrist you can sit on their couch all you want to but if you want complete deliverance you need Jesus and bring all of your issues to Jesus bring all this man was he was he, the Bible said he had unclean spirits but he was smart enough to recognize Jesus he, he was messed up but he was wise enough to recognize Jesus and he was smart enough to come to Jesus if you know something is wrong with you come to Jesus if you know you got problems bring all of your problems to Jesus now here's the other issue those demons couldn't stop him from coming to Jesus Lord I, I, I wish I could talk like I feel those demons could not stop him from coming to Jesus when he made up his mind I'm going to Christ nothing can stop you when you really want to come to Jesus if you really want to come to Jesus there's no devil that can stop you there's no man that can stop you there's no person that can stop you if you really want to come to Jesus bring you and all of your demons with you and lay them before Jesus Hallelujah. the Bible says he brings them to Jesus this is he's in the middle of miracles Jesus is performing miracles he's in the middle of a miracle season Lord and can I tell you miracles happen when life gets at its worst I'm going to say that again. Y'all better hear me. Miracles take place when money's funny. Expect some miracles. When your body is sick, look for a miracle. When children are going crazy, look for a miracle. Miracles happen when life is at its worst. Can I give you case in point? Miriam, here come Miriam and Mary. My, my brother is dead. He's sick. And Jesus waits two days. He waits to even come see him. And he does it intentionally. Because it's a two-day journey. He waits two days to even begin to go see him. He sometimes waits until it's worse. I'm, I'm going somewhere intentionally because y'all know I can heal, but you don't know that I can raise somebody from the dead. I've already shown you that I can heal. But I need you to know I'm greater than your healing. I can raise you from the dead. So when it looks like, then he doesn't even show up on day number one. He doesn't show up on day number two. He waits till the body begins to decay. And then they say, Jesus, he's, he's smelling by now. This is a perfect time for a miracle. And in your worst season is when you ought to have your greatest expectation of a miracle. The Bible says that uh, you, you know the story. He raises Lazarus. So this this man is in the tombs. We're in Mark chapter number five. He's in tombs, and the Bible says he comes to Jesus with all of his demons. And we know the story. Jesus cast the demons into the swine, and and the swine jump in the river. And the Bible says the man comes, puts 
clothes on and he's in his right mind. Y'all know, y'all know how we testify. I thank the Lord I'm clothed in my right. No, the man wouldn't put on some clothes and he was in his right. He wasn't clothed in, that's not scripture. He went and put on some clothes. Can I tell you something? When you get in your right mind, you will cover yourself. When you get in your right mind, you understand that what I have is not for the world to see. It's only it God. what God has given me is precious. When you get in your right mind, y'all ain't going to like me today. This man was out of his mind and naked. When he got in his right mind, he went and put some clothes when you get in your right mind, you'll cover up yourself. You'll understand that what God has given me is for God and whoever, the one I'm going to marry, and that's it. Amen. He was clothed and went on and put it in his right mind. Now, the Bible says Jesus, he's in the middle of miracles. He's in the middle of miracles. I told you he's coming for you. He's in the middle of miracles, and he gets back on his ship, and the Bible says now, gets us to where our scripture is in Mark chapter number 5 and verse number 22. Now the Bible says Jesus Jesus does something. He he passes, he gets back into his ship and there's everybody is around him and and he's he he's trying to uh he's in the season of miracles and here comes a man named Jairus. Here comes a ruler. Here comes a man with money here comes a man with power. Here comes a very wealthy, rich man with influence, but he got problems. Can I tell you something? Can I help us? Yes. Your money can't fix all of your issues. Amen. Power cannot fix. You may know a whole lot of folks, but God will intentionally put you in a situation yes. where you're going to have to need him. Amen. He will design a life struggle that money can't fix, that your power can't fix, that your position can't fix, and you're going to have to call on Jesus. The Bible says, watch this, the Bible says this, the Bible says that he, he crosses over the ship and there was a man there by the name, he's a ruler of the synagogue, his name is Jairus, and he worships. He falls at Jesus' feet. You have to know how to get something from Jesus. Anybody need something from the Lord? You need to master how to worship. Worship moves God. Praise does not always move God. But worship will move God because when you worship, you understand who Jesus is. When you worship is about who he is and not what he gives me. We praise him for what he's done. We worship for who he is. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. I'm going somewhere. Now, the Bible says Jairus falls. He's rich. He's wealthy. He has influence. He has power. But he knows how to worship. The Bible says he falls at his feet and says, Jesus. The Bible says, verse 23 he besought him what? Greatly. When you really need something from God. The Bible says, the Bible says that when we diligently seek him, 
Hebrews chapter number 12 verse 6 says when we diligently seek him when you keep going after God you're going to get God's attention when you keep going after God I don't know how you feel but there's some time you've got to come to a point I need God nothing else is going to help me my influence can't help me my money can't help me my friends can't help me but I'm not going to stop going after God until I get his attention I'm not going to stop going after God the Bible said he besought him greatly anybody need something from God you better keep going after him because the God I serve will hear your prayer he will answer your prayer it does not matter where he's going. If you continue to go after God, he's going to come for you. Yes. The Bible said that Bartimaeus says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And they say, Jairus, be quiet. Amen. We live in a generation folk don't need Jesus. Amen. Well, they need him and don't know him. Yes, right. I don't know about you, I need him. Hallelujah. I need him. And the Bible said Bartimaeus, they tell Bartimaeus to be quiet. But isn't it funny folk that can see telling a man who can't see to be quiet? No, he's the one. I need a miracle. Y'all already can see. I can't see. Maybe you don't need nothing, but I need something from God. Maybe you're not in trouble, but I'm in trouble. I need something. Don't tell me to be quiet. I need something from God. The Bible said, watch this. He besought him greatly. This, this, this passage, I've, I've preached out of this passage probably a hundred times. But as God led me here uh, this week, he began to show me something. He began to, something I'd never seen in this passage. This man, he says, he besought him greatly. My daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. My daughter lieth at the point of death. We have an obligation. Lord have mercy. God, and, and now, here's Jesus. And the thing that I love about Jesus is that he's God in the flesh. So it's not like he doesn't know what's going on. It's not like he doesn't know Jairus is on his way here. It's not like he doesn't know Jairus' daughter is sick. It's not like he doesn't already know it. It's, he's, Jairus shows up. And the Lord knows who Jairus is, knows that his daughter is sick. But sometimes the issue is we are too full of pride to bring our issues to God. And, and, and so you have to understand he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he sees everything, he hears everything, he knows how bad the situation is. And yet what happens, he's waiting on us to bring our issues to him. He knows. Listen, we're not surprising God when we tell him what's going on in our lives. He's God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He knows your every situation. Jesus already knows. I'm going to let her die. He already knows. Jairus, I hear you crying, but uh, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to let her die. Ooh. He, 
already knows it's not as worse as I'm going to allow it to get yet. But Jairus does not know that he's calling on God and yet going to have to wait a little longer. What do you do when you call on God and he delays your answer? Can you keep hanging with God when things get worse? Oh my God. He intercedes. And sometimes when the Lord doesn't come quickly, we leave him alone. When the Lord doesn't answer our prayer quickly, we quit. When the Lord doesn't, we quit praying, we quit fasting. When it when, when looks like things are not going to happen the way we want it to happen, we give up. I, there's something in, in the back of my head. Lord have mercy. And, and it's amazing. Every day I hear a don't quit. Amen. Amen. It's, 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 it's like it's on repeat. Every day when, I, when I'm in prayer, I hear God, don't quit. Every day when I'm fasting sometime and I want to throw them, I hear God say, don't quit. When folk don't act right, I hear God saying, don't quit. You have got to understand faith has nothing to do with what you see. Amen. We don't walk by what we see. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk because we trust God, not because we look at the situation, but we know the God that we serve is greater than our situation. Watch the Bible says, he, Jairus comes and he says, Lord, my daughter is at the point of death. Will you come? He, will you come? And, and the Bible says Jesus begins to move with him. And while he's on his way, somebody else delays. Can you continue to walk with God while others are being blessed? And it looks like what you are praying for is on hold. Can you continue to praise the Lord while others are being blessed and it looks like what you have asked God for is delayed? And not only is it delayed, but it gets worse while others are being blessed. It gets worse while others are being favored. One thing I learned this weekend was there are seasons. And you got to know how to change with the seasons. Yes. You got to know how to go through seasons. The woman with the issue of blood is in her miracle season. At the same time, Jairus is in his holding season. Well, uh. Look, the same God has him on hold while he's performing somebody else's miracle. Uh -huh. Look. The same God said, Jairus, I heard you, but she's in a dire need. Let me go over here. Could he have done them both at the same time? Absolutely. But he has him on hold while he's doing something for somebody else. Can you hang with God while he's blessing somebody else and has you on hold? My God. And you spoke up first. Yes. This is a this passage is incredible. And the Bible says a certain woman, all she says is I, I can get there. I'm, my focus is not on her. My focus, I want to keep our focus today on Jairus. 
I can talk about the woman with the issue of blood. She gets her healing. He, he, he literally stops. He literally stops everything to recognize her. And while he honors and recognizes this woman and heals her and delivers her. Now notice she's been sick the same amount of time Jairus' daughter has been living. The Bible said Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. This woman with the issue of blood been sick for those 12 years that he has had his daughter. She's been doing well. She's been doing fine. This woman been sick the whole time. Can I say something to you? Do not judge yourself based on what somebody else is dealing with. The same 12 years this woman's been sick, Jairus' daughter has been well. The Lord heals her. Now, parents, you have a responsibility to make sure Jesus shows up at your house. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Preach it. Now, the child doesn't call Jesus. Jesus, I've been on this parent thing for some time. And I didn't even, it's not intentional. I believe God has us here and uh, has us here because what parents have got to understand, he's holding you accountable to teach them about him. Yes. He's holding you accountable to train your children, not about, uh, Lord have mercy. I'm going to be honest. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call no names, but that halftime show got on my nerves. I'm just going to be real. That halftime show, uh, millions of kids watching this woman who looks demonic and pregnant and we're, we're worshiping this stuff not seeing the undertones of demonic worship not seeing the undertones of satanic worship all over the world not seeing y'all not hearing what i'm saying and everybody praising and worship and cannot see the undertones of satanic worship through song and through the i'm sitting there going if this is not something Mm, anyway, uh, let me move on. But our, that's what our children are growing up to. But God is holding parents accountable to train up your children in the way that he has called them to go. To teach them about Jesus. To teach them about prayer. To teach them how to worship. To teach them that Jesus is on his way. To show them that he's a miracle worker. To teach them that it's God that put food on your table. It's Jesus that has the clothes on your back. It's Jesus that is paying the bills at your house. It's Jesus that has you driving what you're driving. It's Jesus that has your cell phone. Whatever you have, it's because of the goodness of the Lord. Everything we have is because God gave it to us. Everything we have is because of the goodness of God. Everything we have. And so the father intercedes when your children cannot get to Christ. You have to know how to get to Jesus. When they can, she's at the age of 12, she can't get to Christ. And she's at the point he feels of dying. And Jesus waits. What do you do? Jesus, I got to go heal somebody else. What do you do? 
I, he literally stops the forward progress to Jairus' house to be detoured to heal somebody else. But can I tell you something? Don't you ever forget, parent, if God has called your child and told you what they are called to be, don't you forget. It may look like it's delayed, but he's coming. It may look like the enemy is getting the victory, but he's coming. It may look like they don't understand that who God is in their life, but Jesus is coming for them. It may look like that it's getting worse before it gets better, but I want you to understand, do not forget Jesus said, I'm coming to your house. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on my way. Do not forget, he said, I'm coming. Oh my. And while he's on his way, here comes word. Verse, verse uh, we jump down to verse thirty-five. He's he's performing he's performing miracle after miracle. Can I tell you? If you see him perform a miracle for somebody else, celebrate theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get jealous. Don't get envious. If some if God is blessing somebody else's house, celebrate theirs. Because he hasn't forgot about what he said about your house. He, he wants to see, can you continue to worship me? Or was that just to get my attention? Can you continue to worship me through the process? The Bible says, Lord, I feel like praising him. The Bible says this. The Bible says, here comes the word. Thy daughter is dead. Don't even bother Jesus. Stop worshiping. Stop praising him. Your daughter is dead. Stop all of these prayers. Stop all of this fasting. Stop all of this worship. He can't do nothing now. If she, she was alive, he could have done something. But since she's dead, he can't do nothing. Leave Jesus alone. The Bible says Jesus hears it. Verse number 36. I want you to understand something. Put this in your notes. Put this in your iPad. Be careful who you listen to. As soon as they told him to leave Jesus alone, Jesus said no. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler, don't be afraid. Just believe. Stop listening to negative people. Stop listening to folk that doubt. Stop listening to haters. Stop allowing negative influence in your spirit. You have to know how to hear Christ. The Bible said he that heareth you have to know how to hear the word. As soon as negativity was spoken, Jesus said, hold on, don't be afraid. Just believe. I want to tell you something, believe God. If God has already spoken, you better hold on to that word. 
because the Lord said my word shall not return unto me void if God said he gonna heal your child you wait on it because it's coming if God said that they're going to be whatever amen you wait on it because it's coming I don't care what the devil is doing today he's just working a testimony he's just creating deliverance because if God said he's on his way you can rest assured he has not forgotten what he said he's going to do what are you going to believe? Jesus said, don't listen to that negativity. He said, hold on, only believe. He didn't say she wasn't dead. Lord have mercy. He did not say that the man is lying. He said, just believe. Can I go a little bit further? This thing is blessing me. He said, be not afraid, only believe. He didn't say the man was lying. He said, and he, he said, come on, Peter, James, and John, we got, we got work to do. Keep you a circle of believers. You got to know how to surround yourself with a handful of folk that believe Jesus. It doesn't take masses to get miracles. It takes believers to get miracles. I wish I could preach to somebody today. You think the masses create miracles. That's not what creates miracles. It takes believers to create miracles. He had a few folk that believed. Oh my. He said, come on, Peter, James, and John. I need y'all to hang with me. Because I, and I said this to you earlier. If he's done it in your past, he's going to do it again. You keep hanging with him. You ought to expect a miracle. You ought to look for it because the same God that's been walking with you and performing miracles still have miracle working power in his hand. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. Let's go this. This Bible is incredible. Now, have you ever thought about death? It's final. Death is absolute. I've never seen a dead person put on clothes. I've never seen, you ever gone to the funeral and you see the dead person trimming their beard or, or rolling her hair? No, they don't have a choice. Lord, God began to deal with me. He said, that's why some things have to die. Because sometimes people will keep fighting until the, what's in them dies. Once they die, I can mold them and make them into what I want them to be. Once they die, they don't have a choice about who they are in me. Once somebody dies and, and surrenders and gives up, I can make them what I want them to be. I can do with them what I want to do with them. The problem is folk don't want to die. But when you give yourself up to Christ, oh, hallelujah, he can take stuff that's dead and make it into what he wants it to be. Delays. I told you the same 12 years that the woman with the issue of blood has been suffering is the same amount of time that this girl has been living. And so now he waits until, have you ever thought about death? 
Jesus did not come, hear me, I want y'all to hear this. He came to heal the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't come to heal Jairus' daughter. He came to raise Jairus' daughter. Are you asking God to do something he didn't come for? I'm going to let that marinate for a moment. Jairus says, come heal. That's not my assignment. Jairus says, if you can get to her, she will be healed. My assignment is not to heal your daughter. My assignment is to raise your daughter. Oh, my God. Are you praying to God for something that he's not assigned to do? Are you asking him to do something that he was not assigned to do? He was assigned to heal the woman with the issue, but his assignment for Jairus is to raise your daughter. Oh my God. And so the Bible says he delays. I told you he's in the middle of miracle. He's in the middle of, if you study chapter 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of Mark, it's miracle after miracle. It's miracle season. They should have known. And, and Peter, James, and John said, listen, we done seen some stuff. If he said we going in here because something is about to happen. Can I say something? y'all that's sitting here real quiet something about to happen in the spirit realm there's something about to break if he said he's coming he's gonna do something and you have to have an expectation I know everybody else is crying but if Jesus said let's go then he got a plan and he does not have to tell me the plan he just says y'all come on can you trust God to the point where he does not have to give you the details of his plan? Can you trust God to the point where he doesn't have to lay out A, B, C, D, and F? You just know he's going to do something. He does not come to heal Jairus' daughter. His assignment is to raise her from the dead. Death is final. Lord have mercy. Lord have I hope somebody hears this message. Death is final. And, and what I've learned about death is the dead person, I, I repeat myself, can't do nothing Amen. but let the living handle the dead. All right. Amen. That's why Paul said, I've died dead. Yeah. Because when I die, Christ becomes alive in yeah. me. When we die, then God can do whatever he wants to, whatever he wants to with us. He can fix us like he want to fix us. We don't fight him. We don't argue with him. When we, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I hope somebody is hearing. He wants to wait till it's dead so he can call it back from the dead. My God. Bible says he goes in. Bible says he all these folks crying and don't understand he's in the season of performing miracles. This is just a situation designed for a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a situation designed for a miracle. Right. And the Bible says that they're in there crying. <sighs> Can I talk to you? When things are going crazy, you have to be careful who 
deposit something in your spirit. Who you allow, oh Lord, to speak to you. You have to be careful who you allow to talk to you. And Jesus says, she's not asleep. I mean, she's not dead, y'all. She's just having a nap. She just she sleeps. And the scripture said they laughed him. Now, you have to be careful when you start crossing lines. They didn't believe, so they started laughing. But when you start scorning Jesus, something's wrong with you, man. There's something wrong with your head. The girl is dead. You talking about she's dead. You got to be careful what you allow part your lips. Some stuff you can think, but don't let it come out into the air. Because once you say it, you give life. Jesus said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles. It's what comes out. Because what comes out are the issues. Once you speak it, that's what's in your... Well, I didn't mean for that to... Yes, you did mean it for it to come out. You just didn't. You just got to a point where you let the filter go. Yes, it was in your heart. Y'all ain't going to hear me. You have to be careful the things that you say. Jesus says, put them all out. Everybody that's laughing does not deserve to experience a miracle. Everybody, Lord, that's calling you crazy, everybody that does not believe does not deserve to see the process of the miracle. Some of us just want the after effect. We don't want to see how it's done. We just want it's done. But can I tell you the real joy is watching God do it day by day, step by step. And the Bible says, he says, daughter, get up. And she gets up. And the Bible says, then she starts serving. I'm through. Jesus intentionally comes to her house. He was not assigned to cast demons out of her like he did the man at the well, I mean at the tombs. He was not assigned to speak to the water like he did on the ship. His assignment was not to heal her of her issue like he did the woman with the issue of blood. And can I tell y'all, we got a whole lot of issues. Bring all your issues to Jesus. His assignment was to raise Jairus' daughter. Have we been praying for something that he's not assigned to do? Have we been pleading with God to do something that's not on his radar? So he allows it to get worse because I can't show up before time. I can't show up before my assignment. My assignment is to raise her from the dead. My assignment is not to heal her of the sickness. The sickness is just the process. Have we been asking God, oh my, to do something he's not assigned to do? And the thing is this, he never left Jairus. If you study the scripture, he never leaves Jairus. Can I say this? As long as he don't leave you, keep trusting him. 
I don't care how bad it looks. As long as he doesn't leave you, keep believing in him. As long as he does not let you go, keep believing. He's going to do something. As long as he does not leave you, hold on to him. Jairus does not let Jesus leave. And Jesus does not let Jairus go. But the word is she's dead. Jesus said, don't believe the word. Let's go to your house. Let's fix this. Because now is my assignment. Have we been praying? Whew. For something he's not assigned to do. And we're wondering, why won't he move? Why won't he get up? Because it's not time. Why won't he hurry up? Because his assignment was to raise her, not to heal her. He's coming for you. He's heard you praying. He's heard you fasting. He's seen you fasting. He's seen your commitment. He's on his way. What do you do in the meantime? I'm through preaching. You can stand. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.